ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It Podcast. I'm your host, GB. Today's guest is the Vice President and COO of Shane Taylor Promotions. Please give it up for the Rev, Ron Hunt. How you doing today, mate? You are good? Not bad, George. How about yourself, my man? I'm doing good, man. As we had a little chat just before recording, uh, I'm in a good mood. Friday tomorrow, watching Batman, and I'm interviewing you. And there is some big news for us to talk about as well, so I cannot complain. So, before we talk about yourself, STP, Ring of Honor and various other things. We do need to kickstart the show by talking about what happened at the beginning of AEW Dynamite last night. Tony Khan announced All Elite Wrestling has purchased Ring of Honor. I myself as a fan didn't expect that. What the hell? Anything happening right now. But you, someone that was attached to Ring of Honor, I need to know because I know I, I know for a fact your inbox, your tweets, you've it's exploded basically. So before we do talk about wrestling, did you know beforehand about the news? Uh, abs- absolutely not. And I think that was one thing that, you know, just seeing how things were, were dealt with with a, with a couple of surprises that we had, a final battle and everything. Mm-hmm. I think the best move is for uh, things that are very heavily involved, especially when you deal with a big announcement like that is – the less people that know, mm-hmm. the better it is that it might be able to stay a secret. And and you have to think, especially in this world of technology and social media, uh, uh, dirt sheet, uh, websites and everything, things can get out very easily and surprises can get spoiled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, d- I do know that they kept that one very, very undercover. Uh, a lot of us had an inkling of it, uh, you know, but it was just about hearing it from the horse's mouth itself, to which that's what happened on Wednesday on Dynamite. We actually heard it directly from Tony Khan himself. So uh, am I surprised? Uh, not really. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, a little bit, you know, not full-blown shock. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I think right now the, the real anxiousness is to see what kind of comes up about that. You know, a lot of possibilities mm-hmm. out there. So we'll see what happens. What was your initial reaction when you heard the news? Well, I think the initial reaction is anyone that's worked with a company such as Ring of Honor, you know, you hold you hold a little piece of ROH very close to you. Uh, yeah. You know, when you look at the history of that company, where we're looking at nearly two decades now, there's a rich history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ring of Honor has changed the sport of professional wrestling as a whole. You know, that goes when you look at WWE. Impact Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, you, you know, sprinkle it overseas, even into New Japan. Uh, there's a sprinkle, there's a seedling of ROH in, in every major wrestling company in this universe. And I think that just speaks from the lineage that comes behind that. So anyone that has ever worked and has ever been uh, an employee of ROH will tell you those very exact things. So to be able to see uh, the possibilities hopefully extend themselves and the opportunities grow uh, now out of Tony Khan becoming an owner of Ring of Honor Wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, that does my heart good. You know, you never want to see something that, that's good, that has so much history, go completely down the drain. Yeah. So, you know, rather we're connected, rather we're not connected. At the end of the day, wish them all nothing but the best because of, if, if one company in pro wrestling grows, that's pro wrestling as a whole that's growing. And that's our sport staying alive. And that's what I think we're going to be seeing, hopefully, within the next few years or so. 
No, I hope it does continue because I think obviously with the hiatus that you were on and many talent and Ring of Honor as a company, I think it was quite might have been a bit scary. It, you didn't know necessarily if it would have come back. I mean, obviously we know now it, it has. Um, actually, next, actually next month actually, time flies actually. Bloody hell! Um, but <laughs> I forget it's March now. Um, but no, it, it's it's a good time not just to be a professional athlete, uh, but for wrestling fans, like we just don't know what's going on now. What's what's going to be the next surprise? Um, I mean, as a wrestling fan as well, Ring of Honor. I've seen when the UK, um, you've toured in the UK, fantastic shows. And Shane Taylor scared the hell out of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not the only one that says that, man. <laughs> um, but we will talk We will talk about him in a bit. But I'm glad that you've got a positive outlook on this news, you know. But I mean, obviously, it's opportunities for you as well. Um, I mean, just as an individual talent as well. I mean, is there anything, is there anyone in AW? That you would like if you if it was to happen, AEW versus Ring of Honor. Is there any talent that you'd be like, oh, I think I'll get a good match of him? Oh, I think I'd beat him. Uh, one person that sticks out to me, and I still think not enough people are talking about him, and it's easy for us to look at this CM Punk's and that Brian Danielson's, and uh, the list goes on. But uh, one that's very at the top of that list is Lee Moriarty. Uh, the reason you've wrestled that I him before, haven't you? I, I I've wrestled him multiple times. I want to say uh, I want to say two or three times already, uh, mainly within the Pittsburgh area. I have uh, had the opportunity to uh, once I came back to the Pittsburgh area to see Lee right at the beginning of his career. I've had the opportunity to train Lee mm-hmm. um, or train with Lee. Uh, I've had the opportunity to just, you know, be with him and, and see his career continue to excel. And I've told him multiple times, I'm like, it's only a matter of time. Uh, I think Lee is an extremely underestimated talent. Although people are hearing his name now on the national scale, I still feel by way of his gift, he is still highly underrated. Uh, within that, the last time that we fought each other, I did win. However, the other two times, Lee won. So I feel like it was you a little bit of unfair advantage. We need, we need this bad boy to balance out. I think I got another good one in me. So I definitely say Lee is at the top of that list. And, you know, those possibilities could very well be there. But the thing is, it's dangerous now. We've wrestled each other three different times. That last one, I was able to get the win over him, which is actually helping propel me in another uh, independent company uh, here within the Pittsburgh area. That's where I'll be fighting for a heavyweight title at the end of this month. But that all started from, you know, getting through that qualifying match with Lee Moriarty. So I'm at the point right now to where that has me with some confidence. I feel like he might have got away a little bit easy, haven't been as available. But uh, Lee knows as well as I know it, man. It's always a good time when we get the lock up in the ring. So just be able to test yourself for one of the best and do it on one of the grandest stages. You can't can't say any more about that. That's personal business right there. I hope the, uh, as, as they call him, the back uh, Bruce Lee is listening. Yeah, You've just been called yeah. out, my man. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I did watch the match and I enjoyed it. I've, I've enjoyed his work on um, AEW. I think I'm actually against. Uh, I'm always going to call him Daniel Bryan. It's a bad habit. Um, but they tore it down. Like I was just wow, and that's a new audience that hadn't necessarily heard of him. So good stuff. Um, but then you're going to mess up getting it. I can't wait for it, man. I'm all for it. Um, yeah. But no, the, the news is it's obviously the fans went mental. The talents probably excited, and you know. It's, it's only March, so who knows what that's going to be happening this year. But I'm looking so forward to it, my man. Before we do talk about wrestling again, because I want to take a quick break, and I talked about it before. It's um, when you was, in, um, was working for the news, and you interviewed Tyra Banks. 
yeah. when she became the new, uh, was it the host of America's Got Talent with Simon yep. Cowell. So I just want to ask, how did that feel? And how was it in, in general working for the news? Yeah, uh, the news business is, is something that is of a world of its own. And mm. I, I say that anyone that works within the news business, uh, you know, clearly there is uh, very well financial gains within the news business. But, you know, just like wrestling and, and anything else that you do in this world, you have to work your way up the chain. So I, I feel, and, and this is from my, my years of experience within news, anyone that is a news reporter that works in news, they're doing it because they generally want to have community service. Uh, they want to be a servant to their community. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, through that, it's grueling. Uh, it's it's very taxing, you know, long hours. Oh, um, imagine. Man, long hours, working holidays, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, dealing with things that not many people are able to deal with. And, and certain things that even when you close your eyes now that you see that a lot of people at home aren't able to see because we can't throw certain things on TV because of how uh, graphic they could be. But you see mm. them for your own eye and, and you have to deal with the people in those communities that are affected by it. So uh, it was grueling, but at the same time, I, I always try to look at things optimistically and say it was rewarding. And, and you know, you always got to go into a day and, you know, someone else has it worse than you. Uh, and I think that always, in a way, kind of humbles you, you know, mm. based on whatever your circumstance is and say, Things could always be worse. And it challenges you to count your blessings each and every day. Uh, but in, in particular, what you, what you mentioned, uh, Tyra Banks, listen, Tyra's my baby girl, man. Ty, Ty, <laughs> listen, woo. I don't, uh, the Rev Run Hunt doesn't get starstruck much often. However, when you're talking to Tyra Banks, something's wrong with you if you don't get a little starstruck. Uh, but Tyra was- I mean, you had yourself like a prior. Man, hey, listen, hey, you you saw you saw what was happening directly through the through the screen. You didn't see what was happening internally. You know, I, I feel like I was, you know, I felt like my hands were shaking. You know, I, I, you know, I had to keep drinking. I I drank I, I drank about a bottle of water right before because I felt my my throat tightening up. And uh, they said, all right, all right, Ron, you know, we're about to bring about to bring Tyra on. And I said, all right, Harry, they're like, you ready? I said, oh yeah, let's do it. But in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I probably ain't ready for this. <laughs> it's a good thing that but, uh, the screen was quite small then. Just... <laughs> hey, man, who are you telling? And, and, and when you when you look back at that interview, we had some of those times to where, you know, as she's talking, we were showing it some different clips from America's Got Talent. So those times when I knew that I wasn't on TV, I was just like, whoo, you know? <laughs> but uh, I, 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 would, I would tell you, you know, a lot of people think when, when you deal with a person like Tyra who, uh, ha has a, you know, her, her name holds weight, you know, uh, yeah. not only within the fashion industry, but the entertainment industry as a whole. Uh, for a person that could very well have an ego, she had no ego. Mm. Uh, we were actually talking for about a good 15, 20 plus minutes right before the interview and talked for about another 10 after until her producer nice. said, right, Tyra, we got to go. She had scheduled like a bunch of interviews. So I yeah, was yeah. A few, and, uh, and she said, I wish we can keep talking, but they're making me jump on this other one. So, uh, but, but I can't say no, uh, you know, enough great things about her. She was a complete gem, a complete professional. Uh, and I think I finally got those jitters out of my system. So the next time, Tyra, if you ever see this, you know, dinner's on me. Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Dinner's on, dinner's on your boys. So, but nah, man, I, mean, I, think I might have to compete with you because I think, as I said before, Gordon, I think, I mean, I had a massive question. I mean, thanks yeah. to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air when she appeared on it, like near the end of it, I was just like, who is that? I'm in love. 
Hey, hey, listen, man. If you want to have a competition about that, by all means, take the reins on that. That's a good competition, man. You don't know exactly what I was feeling when I did that interview. Man, you got space for that. that is so awesome. I mean, <laughs> just in general, like your like your news works really good, like the weather stuff as well, and doing it with the Pittsburgh fan as well. Like obviously did a lot of uh, I think a little digging and research. But if anyone wants to see it, I will put your YouTube channel and it's it's out there for the public to see. It's really good, man. Do you feel that you talking basically in front of the camera when you did your news work? benefited you and sort of assisted you when it came to wrestling and cutting promos and because I'd be really good with your words just speaking to you for the, yeah. the last 20 minutes that, that's an honor uh you know I definitely feel it, it definitely helped and I think you know both of my professions definitely complimented themselves mm -hmm. uh professional wrestling has helped me uh deal with situations that might be out of your control but somehow you still have to take control of that uh you have to do that within the news industry uh if some things go wrong and and you know you you lost the script that you put together you're gonna have to spit it right on the top of the head i got help from that by doing wrestling promos but also vice versa uh you know just being able to deal within the 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 world of tv and, and broadcast journalism them. Uh, I feel like that has definitely given me the edge and given me the experience also within the pro wrestling world. Mm. And uh, some some things that I feel at times, you know, are taken for granted. Uh, not many people are comfortable speaking in front of a bunch of people. Not many people are comfortable with talking in front of a camera, knowing that thousands of faces are looking at them. Uh, but to me, we just call that an, a, a Tuesday, you know. So uh, wow. I, I, I feel like in a way that has definitely helped me. And, um, you know, very fortunate to be, you know, to, to have been able to do both. And um, but, you know, at the same time, I feel like that that has also been an extra edge, you know, just being able to uh, be able to carry yourself in, in a mm -hmm. certain demeanor uh, and being able to represent a company uh, at a national level. Uh, all of that coincides and, and wrestling and news both complement each other on that. No, awesome, man. It's a good blend, isn't it? And that's, absolutely, actually, that's I think that's what separates you from a lot of people in wrestling at the moment. Um, we will actually go back to wrestling, um, because I think a lot of audience be like, All right, enough, enough pair of another time of banks. Sorry, guys, I had to squeeze it in, I had to squeeze it in. It's my show, anyway. Um, when did you first discover wrestling? First, first discovered wrestling, I want to say it was about 1996. About 1996 is when I started to really get involved in it. Um, about 1998, WCW Bash at the Beach was actually what hooked me from me getting into the mindset of saying I want to go from being a fan to eventually I got to see how to become a professional wrestler. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was actually the match of Eddie Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero where the loser had to cut their hair. And um, just to be able to see how Eddie was able to command the crap. And not only, you know, live, but at home, because I was watching at home that time. Uh, but something about Eddie Guerrero gravitated me even further uh, to fall in love with the sport of professional wrestling. Um, so being able to take that in about 1998 and, and kind of keep that with me and keep that goal with me, uh, it wasn't until about 2011 is when I actually got involved. And I went down to Florida, trained under off of the Wild Simone with the Wild Simone Pro Wrestling Training Center. And, uh, you know, dove straight in, head, head in. You know, it's it's sink or swim at that point. And uh, just be able to sit under that that great learning tree and, you know, learn the art and the respect and the history and the, and the lineage mm -hmm. of the sport of professional wrestling uh, in 2011 is what really fully signed the deal for me. And I'm like, all right, you know, we're going to lock this thing in like a heat missile. And uh, from there, honestly, 2011 and on, the, re the rest is history from there, man. But make moves ever since. I want to pick apart 
obviously the, the the journey that you're currently still on and there's a the journey is going to continue um how long was you at the wrestling school for six and a half months so that was uh six and a half months i finished up about another two two weeks or so there before i came right back so made a mm -hmm. goal with my uh made a goal with my parents and said hey this is what i want to try to do and they We'll help you with your tuition with wrestling school, but you have to promise to get some type of education. And I was like, man, that's easy. I'm gonna get a college degree anyway. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, hey, that's a that's it. Hey, that's that's an easy, that's an easy bet. The like, fair bet. Hey, cool. <laughs> y'all should have y'all should have made a harder dilemma for me on that. That's easy money. So I'm gonna be a pro wrestler. All right, cool. It's time to deliver. And uh so so yeah, that that was the uh that that was the deal there, you know, really, you know really getting involved in um i would tell you man you you make friends in this industry and mm. and i feel today uh for the right reasons but also there is some that might be a little bit over extreme that uh the business hasn't got uh has gotten a little easier i, I think some people have a little bit more easier access uh mm -hmm. to getting within it uh it's not saying that this business isn't for everyone you know this business is all inclusive mm. uh but at the same time i feel along the way uh, you had to kind of pay your pay your dues and, and, and cross the burning sands in order to fully get involved in the wrestling business. But through that, you learn the respect of not only the people that are in this business, but the business itself as a whole. Yeah. And uh, in a way, throughout the years, I feel like that has has been lost a little bit with with some of the wrestlers that I've been seeing, simply because uh, be becoming a wrestler has been a little bit easier of an access mm. for people than it was in the past. It's, it's a lot easier to find a school now online as opposed to like 10, 15 years ago. You had to really think Absolutely. Absolutely. And what we try to tell people, you know, not every wrestling school is a wrestling school. Mm. Uh, you know, you when, when you're doing your research, you want to make sure that you're going to a place that's well-respected. Uh, make sure you go to a place that has a good track record mm -hmm. and make sure you go to a place that, that at least... Uh, some people know of that is ran by someone that, that that has some notoriety to them. And that respect that goes with their name is also attached to that school. Uh, but every now and then, you know, you, you you see some people starting wrestling schools that shouldn't be wrestlers themselves. <laughs> oh, I, I, like we're not, I'm not going to ask for names, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that yeah, if, there's, if, if there's guys out there that, you, that are going to listen to this, um, fair enough, you can comment below, but we're not going to get from Rev. Um, yeah, let me leave it at that. Um, there is one thing I do want to ask, though. It's um, I always ask about people's debuts. It's become sort of a theme on the show because you get fun stories. I want to know about your official wrestling debut. One, did you have any family or friends there? Two, was it a battle royal? Because 90% of people say it's battle royal. <laughs> and three, how did you think it went? Yes. <laughs> that's actually funny. That's actually pretty funny. So the... The unofficial debut, yes, was a battle royal. Nice. Uh, it, was, it was a battle royal. <laughs> a straight uh, I, I, I think I think that's the I think that's the safest way to go about it. Uh, but you know, it was it was one of those ones to where you know that first year we're taught you know to jump into the car with people that very first year, yeah. and uh, jump into it because a lot of the, your learning experience, yes, does come within a training academy, uh, but also when you're jumping in the car with veterans and you're going to shows and you're helping to set up the ring and you're and you're helping to do ring crew and you're helping to do security, that's where you're able to to pick the brain of those that have been in the game a little bit longer than you. So that first bone that was thrown at me. Was a battle royal. It was a battle royal. How long did you uh, last? Come on, yeah. be honest. Listen, listen, listen. I lasted pretty long. I lasted until about the last five. And I would say in these about 10 years, 
my battle royal record is pretty nice. I, I'm just saying. So maybe that kind of So you actually that is a bit different. Everyone's like, I was in there for like two minutes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't quick. You know, we we weren't we weren't our truth in it. And 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 <laughs> Titus O'Neil been watching this. We wasn't Titus O'Neil and sliding under the ring. Now nah, we 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 got in there. We got the work, man. We we put the work into that battle royal. <laughs> but you know, you know, but uh, it, it was all fun. But that that official debut. Uh, was actually down in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, so I didn't didn't wasn't able to have any family there. They were actually watching at home, which that you know that still counts. Wasn't physically able to have no, that still counts. Uh, that. Family still there, but that that still counts. I I think uh, it went as good as good was going to get. Then I think a lot of the nerves were going. Then yeah. some things could have been a little bit better. Uh, but that's now, understandable. Yeah, yeah. Now, now with me looking back at it, if you ask me now, I'm like, man, that sucked. But, <laughs> But but to then you know for for what that was for his very first match, everyone spoke very highly about it. They said, "Listen, yeah. you're doing better than 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 guys have been doing this for X amount of years." And I'm like, "Oh well, geez, that, that's an honor to hear." Like, let's keep getting better. Mm. But me now, I'm like, "Man, that was basic." Man. Come on, man. <laughs> Did you think at the time oh, I'm gonna get my own locker room? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like. I'm like, listen, man, we about to do this thing, you know. Oh man, yeah, that 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 wasn't happening. If I could, if I could fight myself, then man, I'd beat the brakes off myself, then man. So. <laughs> is, it, is it out there to be seen? I've, I've seen a lot, a lot of your matches, but that's one I couldn't go that far back. So if you can link that to me, like kind of DM, absolutely, please. absolutely. I'm gonna try to find that. I, I know someone got it out there, so, so even if even if, I'm gonna hit up a couple people after because I've had that from that. a lot of wrestlers after I spoke to them. A lot of them have actually sent it to me afterwards. I'm just so like, believe it or not, if, believe it or not, it might take you. A little, a little bit of time, you know. We're well, to watch it or to find on it. DVD. <laughs> it might be on DVD. It might even be on the VHS. You never, oh. know. you never know. Do you know what's scary? Do you know what's scary, man? I, I, I was trying to call you both, but I feel like I have to. Yeah, um, you're good, baby. Do you know what's scary? We've got listeners out there that don't have a clue what a VHS is. How scary is that? That that is. That, 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 Netflix, trust trust me. man. Listen, here, here, here's, here's what I'm saying, I, and I won't, I won't complete this thought, but, but um, uh, what some people were saying was before Netflix and chill, uh, there was movie theaters and insert, uh, <laughs> uh, insert the blank there. Uh, so, so, that's, so that's what we're talking. You know, we're we're buying yeah five dollar movie tickets and stuff like that. You know, and people don't even know what VHS is. Some of them don't even know the struggle of bootlegs. Man, I had a couple of bootlegs. I didn't know it was bootlegs until I got them. Yeah. I said, man, they just scheme me out of ten fifteen dollars, man. Ain't it, man? Like people walk in front of the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, walk the screen, man. Listen, believe it or not, you're the first show that I actually. Admitted that, that I actually admitted that too, but I got I had Pocahontas on bootleg and I had Lion King on bootleg. It didn't get no worse than that. First bootlegs I've ever had. All right, all right. I'm not I had it. So, so, so we we got we, we are fist bumping that one. Fist yeah, pop. yeah. We got we got a connection there, man. I had it on. I had it on bootleg. Uh, do you ever have like? Do you remember like the fake covers as well? Like, you clearly do. Like it was like yeah, poorly yeah. If, if if you if you know that it's blurred and you're seeing all these pixels and it looked like someone just took like water pastels and somehow they they just made a cover that you can slightly yeah. know what movie it is. That's bootleg. <laughs> Yeah, that's bootleg. If, if, if you're, if you're E down here for rated E for everyone and it's all blurred down here, that's bootleg. Man, I, but the thing is, I wouldn't change my childhood. Like, my Disney films, so I had a bootleg. Like, yeah. I, 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 I didn't have, like, I had a bit of a, 
a shite bringing up. Like, you know, things were a lot of window shopping for Christmas. Yeah. I'll put it that way. But so I'm, I'm totally grateful, you know, for what it was. But I wouldn't change my thing. But let's put it next, man. It's <laughs> 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 the first time I actually spoke about Poolink. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. I just made history on the show. So. Love it. This, this is what makes this podcast special. It's great. You never know what you're going to talk about. Um, and Tyra Banks as well. That's, I've never spoke about her in the podcast. Yeah. Or anyone being on the news. For, for the from, right from, reasons. Hey, hey, listen. From boot, <laughs> from bootleg to tire banks. Listen, I, I take it. I take it. So I think, mate, we can, just, we can just wrap this up. Um, no, we have actually got a few bits more to talk about. Um, one thing that I really want to talk about. Um, I will talk about Ring of Honor as well. But I I was actually today's years old, by the way, because I discovered you did the voiceover for the Masked Wrestler. Yeah, absolutely. The, the film uh, for the uh, YouTube trailer. I'm... I think I've seen it. I can't remember. I know I've seen the trailer. A trailer from yeah. years ago. And then I was like, I went, obviously I'm browsing for your YouTube and I have been for a while. Fuck it. That was anything you can't do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, we keep, we keep it going, man. People ask me, you know, Rev, what do you do? I'm like, man, listen, every, everything but sleep. But, you know, my, my whole thing is, you know, whatever, whatever gift you got, if you can do it to try to, you know, grow, grow whatever type of focus you have. Mm. That, that's what you got to do. That's why you so have that versatile, gift. man. Like, even your TikTok's pretty funny. I think you did, like, the man. Kevin Hart Jumanji thing as well. That's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. I love the Jumanji, by the way. I don't care what anyone says. I love the original, but I love the new ones as well. Oh, we appreciate that, man. Uh, but I feel I'm definitely going to put people like, I need to go on this YouTube. I'm like, please listen to the rest of the interview before you do. Right. But uh, <laughs> we still have a bit more to talk about. Um, no, that's 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 awesome, man. That's awesome. But I'm glad to got to talk about that. Uh, Ring of Honor. Yes. Uh, you did the future. Was it future for no future of honor? Uh, yep. Cheeseburger. Uh, I want to know how did you end up in Ring of Honor? Yeah. So uh, on, honestly, you know, there's no secret to it. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to. I uh, go down to Pittsburgh one time. They were here in Pittsburgh, just did ring crew. I mm-hmm. uh, was able to network a lot. Uh, I knew they had a tryout coming up. I want to say that was probably 20, uh, I want to say about 2015, 2016 uh, is, is when I had a try. I want to say about 2016. And, um, you know, that was their whole thing. You know, you went there, it was two days. It was hot and it was brutal. Uh, anyone that's listening to this, if you remember what their Bristol location was, where the old, uh, facility was where the old training facility was. We had I had my first trial right there, and there was no AC, no air circulation. Some people passed out because that's how hot it was. Uh, they pushed you. They 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 pushed you, and and a lot of a lot of people tried to prove their prove their say and 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 lock in the contract before they left. Um, but it was one of those things that I showed consistency, and and I, I think that that was really what did it. Uh, one of the things that one of the the executive producer said to us was uh, for you guys that are wondering, how do you get on our radar? This is how you do it right now. Your foot's in the door right now, but it doesn't stop here. Uh, you know, we need to see your face. You know, we, you know, if you can try to hit up a couple of towns for us, uh, try to, try to make sure that, you know, uh, you know, try to make sure that whatever critiques we're giving you when you do these matches in front of us, that we also see you doing that when you go back to the independence, that we yeah. see you making a change. And uh, it was one of those things that after, after that first tryout, uh, and, I, and I did one of the shows, Ring Crew, with them, I always stayed in front of their face. I was always sending emails on improvement, uh, on gear, or certain matches. Uh, and then, you know, when they were in town, I would always connect and say, hey, do you mind if I come through? I, you know, if I can get a couple guys together or if I just come through by myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I went in there and I busted my tail. 
And um, there was no, there was no secret to that. And so so that's, that's what I try to tell people now. I think even the last couple of times, uh, these last few years, that has always been my slogan. Some of my students that I was helping to train uh, when I was in Dayton, Ohio, then also here in Pittsburgh, I said, hey, if you guys are free, jump in the car at me and, and, and put in the work. And, 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 and I had them doing exactly what I did. Uh, so, so there was no excuse to it, but, uh, it was, it wasn't until I was starting to pitch some, some things and, you know, uh, that, that match, that was actually my debut match. It was, uh, myself, cheeseburger, and, uh, one of my yeah. good friends, Derek Neal, Columbus, Ohio. That's where it was Columbus, Ohio. And, um, uh, for, for just like you said, for future of honor, actually, that was our first live streamed future of honor. Uh, was it uh, match that was that was ROH's first live streamed match? They didn't tell us until about a couple hours before. They said, "Also, just let you know, uh, we're going to live stream this. We're going to live stream it directly on uh, YouTube and Facebook." And uh, so, yeah, it's going to be just like live TV. <laughs> yeah. So, not not only are you wrestling in front of a sold out crowd, not only did it eventually go from a singles to a triple threat match, not only was it to open up the uh, a three day pay per view for War of the Worlds, it was your also, first match. Yeah, it was my first. And not Thank only was our first match there, but also they're like, hey, we're also going to do our very first live stream on this, so don't screw it up. Yeah, yeah, all, all, all of that, all of that mixed in. <laughs> to be <laughs> fair, you last in, you last in. You put on a fun match. The fans are well into it. Like, I oh, that. oh, yeah. Uh, I miss that cheeseburger, by the way. I miss that version. Like, that's just... <laughs> Um, Cheeseburger is a great guy, man. I, I've not heard anything bad about him. Um, I've got Faith on Star on um, in a bit, and I, I've, so I'm looking forward to speaking to her about him. I spoke to him. Uh, I can't remember what, who did I speak to him about. And someone's like, "I love him. I love him." That's gonna be annoying. That's gonna annoy me. Now. And I bet I'll find out after. I will go. Yeah. <laughs> but no, everyone, everyone praises him, man. Like apparently, he's a really good coach as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cheese, cheeseburger is another guy that I feel is underrate, underrated. Um, mm. You talked about uh, what he's been able to do in New Japan and and, and overseas and other areas and, and Canada, Alaska, and um, he he absorbs knowledge like a sponge, uh, but he doesn't want to keep it in. He also wants to give it back. Yeah, and I, I think people underestimate him because you know of of his size and his age and everything like that. Uh, but those that have trained under him, those that are students of Cheeseburger and, and the product of his uh, school now, the Worldwide Dojo, they'll tell you the same thing. Cheeseburger is very knowledgeable, and um, your career will do nothing but grow from from learning under the learning tree of Cheeseburger yeah. because he has learned from some of the best, and some of the best are some of those concrete people at Ring of Honor, and and so it it, it, tri it trickles down. The, the fruits always prosper. No, definitely, man. And when you was doing that, it was like Ring of Honor. No offense to Impact Wrestling at the time, but Ring of Honor was probably the number two company. Just yeah, yeah. So if so, you kind of look so how they, Impact was then and how Ring of Honor was. Yeah, yeah. So at at that point, they were about the number two domestic company. Hmm. Uh, the way that I look at it, uh, I, if we want to go from the wrestling side of things, I would say they were the number one domestic company. Yeah, uh, and that's not to give any digs with any company. I just look at it in two different forms. You have uh, your companies are focused more on the entertainment side of things, which is everything outside of the ring and inside the ring. And then you have those that are just like, listen, you can have all the glitz and glamour that you want, but if you can't hold your own between those ropes where it really matters. And I feel Ring of Honor was that proving company that if you are the wrestler that you say you are, mm -hmm. that is where you will be to prove yourself. And uh, it took me some years to, to mature in that light, to understand that. 
And and really, that was when I really had my focus in that I want to get to Ring of Honor, you know. Uh, and, and like I said, I have friends uh, in every every national TV federation right now, uh, domestically. But uh, my mindset was I want to be right here because this mm-hmm. is where the best of the best are when it comes in between the ropes, respectfully. And 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 that's and that's what it is. And I think going back to what we talked about at the beginning when we kickstart the, the show with the news, the reaction online has just been berserk, isn't it? Especially for you to receive, like, the, I think you told, told me when we were talking earlier, like, it's just yeah. been non-stop. And it probably is going to get, you know, because I want to upload it or upload the clip, because I think it's important for people to know how big of news this is. It's it's awesome. And Ring of Honor, I said earlier, it's one of the shows I went to, and I loved it. If not, I, I say it again. And actually, I'm going to lead into this, Shane Taylor, who scared the shit out of me. I'm going to talk about Shane Taylor, and I'm going to talk about Shane Taylor Promotions, as you are the Vice President and COO. Yes, sir. doing that. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> um, cool. So, as you are the VP and COO, if you could explain to someone who's lived under a rock and just discover pro wrestling, what Shane Taylor Promotions is all about, what you guys represent, and what makes you one of the best factions in all of wrestling. Absolutely. Well, Shane Taylor Promotions is is a company that's for the people by the people. And I think a lot of people, I'm gonna do a little throwback here. There was a there was a clothing company called FUBU. It was F-U-B-U for us. I'm a Yeah, you remember, yeah, no, I'm talking. But it was for us by us. And that's exactly what Shane Taylor Promotions is. You know, it was nothing uh respectfully that was not machine made. Uh all, all of that was a brainchild of Shane Taylor himself. Uh, I was one of the very first people that he decided to open up his brain a little bit to, and we began to collectively put our minds together. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then once we unified, that was the original Shane Taylor promotions. It was Shane Taylor and myself. Uh, And then slowly understanding what Shane wanted to do uh, with Shane Taylor promotions. And honestly, what that was, was to be able to see those the, that looked like us that wasn't around the same light and and because naturally we can have a misperception uh in the black community we wanted to share another light on that and shed another light on that to see you don't have to uh be an nfl player you don't yeah. have to be a drug dealer you don't have to be a rapper you don't have to uh speak a certain way or live a certain way you can be 100 you and still find your place in this industry while not changing for anybody and but also at the same time we understand that that wasn't quite a popular thing that there are a bunch of talented people out there man woman boy and girl that all they needed was that opportunity we wanted to be the catalyst for that opportunity to allow those people to show their talent at a grander stage than where they were already at. Yeah. And um, and once again, that was just Shane now, always going back to the drawing board and Shane saying, hey, this is what I'm looking at right now, or we see some people making waves and Shane's like, hey, they need to be, they need to be seen at this level. All right, cool. Uh, so fast forward, you know, there you press along where he said, uh, SOS, you know, Soldiers of Savagery, you had Khan and you have Moses. Yeah. Uh, they were the very first two people that were signed under the new ROH developmental deal. And, um, you know, seeing what they were about and seeing somehow how, you know, sometimes how they were just, they, they were there, but nothing was given to them for them to be able to show their full worth, uh, mm-hmm. both individually and as a tag team. So Shane said, hey, this is, this is, this is where I'm looking at right now. You know what I'm saying? This what we want to do move a couple of pieces around you know i've talked talk to a couple of the corporate people at roh it wasn't the right time 
all right, cool. That doesn't stop us from doing what we're doing on the independent scene still. And yeah. we're just going to move this around and we're going to keep pitching it and keep pitching it and keep pitching it. Then eventually that happened. Fast forward a few months later, then eventually we bring O'Shea Edwards on, the big bad kaiju, O'Shea Edwards. So now you're looking at five collective people that now have the same mindset of, listen, we have this mindset to dominate. We are hungry. We have this mindset to show our worth, no matter if the opportunity is given to us or not. And we're not going to take no for an answer. No is not going to mean never. You might think it means never, but it just means a not right now. Mm -hmm. And when you when you look at that, once again, giving credit to Shane T for even having the thought and, and wanting to share that and, and bring that to light and wanting to have that dream manifested, when you look at the lineage of where we started to where we are now yeah. and still understanding that we're not done yet, nah. that's the that's the beauty of willpower in the brain and, and, and having faith in what you believe in. Nah, man. I, 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 I think that's one of the times I didn't say anything. I was just, I was just yeah, it's powerful, mesmerized. I mean, Shane Taylor promotions, like, it's, yeah, it's something I'm aware of. Shane Taylor himself, um, yeah, got a lot of time for him. Had a really good interview with him. Uh, I didn't actually think it'd be that nice. <laughs> I don't think he actually wanted to say that on here. But, so you not, did, not, did you get scared on that interview like you did at the um, UK show? At first, at first, yeah. <laughs> so basically, so he comes on. So he's like, because he has the phone, like, like, I was like, oh my God. It's like, all right. It's like, oh, are you all right? Like, okay, that's really nice. And so that's All right, all right. He's not going to punch me through the computer. <laughs> I'm so glad of like different countries. We 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 try we try to prevent him from throwing as many knockout punches as possible. It's been something <sighs> our team has been working on. I, I think after can't like make promises. Ten minutes, I, I can't. I was like, okay, so it's all right. But the first ten minutes, shit. <laughs> I did mention UK thing as well. I was like, oh, it's gonna kill me. <laughs> what was what was your first impression of him? Just before obviously you lined and built this, that's more than a faction, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's the term obviously a lot of events fans would use for a group of wrestlers, but this is more than faction. But what was your first impression of Shane Taylor? Absolutely. I, I think I think I had an impression that was different from a lot of people. I think, you know, a lot of people, and, and I think even now, still till today, uh, Shane is very misunderstood. And yeah. I think that just comes from you have those that are just based off of pure ignorance mm -hmm. uh, that they just see, oh, this is a big black guy that's very vocal ah, we, we we don't we don't want that you have those that think one dimensional like that and then you have those that know uh, that he is very intelligent that that he can articulate himself that he can say what his thought is and yeah. present it to you on a silver platter to where it's clear for everyone and some people just naturally don't want to receive it which that's understandable but but for me uh as, as soon as soon as i met shane you know i i believe that there was a, a click of brotherhoodism right then and uh there was never room for misunderstanding for me or or, or misperception it was like i understood shane and, and shane understood me and i really do feel like that's where the cornerstone came from because it was like we were always thinking each other's thoughts and so i understood what Shane wanted to do because Shane was at a time to where uh, it, it was right before the uh, ROH TV title and and during his TV title run uh, to where, you know, certain things were done, uh, were not done for him that were done for other champions or certain things yeah. were done certain ways, 
certain people not him so to be able to share what some of those problems are and try to share what we feel could be a solution and how we continue to keep that momentum going uh, i really feel like that's where the unification started so it was never any miscommunication with us or anything i really mm. feel like we really clicked and to now grow that even further then we understood, okay, we want people to think like us. So now you look at the brotherhood and the camaraderie of, of Shane. That's and I. the word. That is the word for you. That's the word for yes, STV, by the yes, way. Yes. Yes. You, you look at that, that, that camaraderie right there. That also spills over to uh, Soldiers of Savagery, Khan and Moses. That spills over to O'Shea Edwards. So five different people sharing the same collective mindset. That is a dangerous combination. And I think that's where a lot of people fail to understand is Shane Taylor Promotions, STP, is not machine-made. It's people-made. It's, it's made from people that were going and fighting in the same trenches, going and battling the same things, both uh, from the sport of professional wrestling, but both also individually in the outside world of pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. And now coming together with the same collective mindset I believe that's why we feel different compared to everything else that you see within the sport of pro wrestling, because we are different and, and, and we make that different, that difference unique. And I think that's what a lot of people really gravitate to. You really get that realness and the sincerity of what we do within our sport of pro, pro wrestling, because everything that we do is real. Big time, big time. It doesn't feel like there's no stereotypes. It's just yes. literally, you know, a commodity. It's, Lads, isn't it? Brotherhood, as you said, friends, mates, you know, Absolutely. people that have each other's backs. Absolutely. Honestly, we we talk to each other on a daily basis. Daily. Yeah. There's not a single day that goes by. And and outside of the sports, you know, the sports world, hey man, just checking on you. How you know, outside of wrestling, how, how you doing, man? How's the family going, man? Okay, you you're doing good. All right, cool. All right, all right. Hey, how's your health been, man? We we, we because we're brothers, you know, we're we're hmm. brothers. And uh and, and I think that that bleeds on to when you see us on screen. You you feel that connection. Oh, big time! Uh, you you feel it on TV, and you definitely feel it in person if you're at an event that we're at. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I I, I love STV, man. It's awesome. But for that Appreciate person that is living under a rock, um, you now know why people gravitate towards um, this brotherhood, which is oh, fucking awesome, my man. Um, just a few more questions, and I shall let you enjoy the rest of your day because it's still kind of early for you, but not for me. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all good, all so, good, baby. So, what have you got planned for WrestleMania weekends um, as as yourself and STP? Yeah, man, we're we're busy. We're busy. I, I think that that's the main thing. And and you know, I always you know coincide myself with with STP because uh, out, outside of pro wrestling, you know, as, as we state, I'm the vice president, chief of operations. So mm. I consider uh, our success collectively as my success. And uh, so that that whole weekend is 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 going to be very busy, uh, particularly for me. I'm going to be getting down there early in the week, you know, just ironing things out, make sure everything's all set. But the, uh, the big thing that's really getting a lot of people buzzing uh, is on Friday. I want to say that's Friday, April the 2nd, if I'm correct. Or uh, Friday, April the 1st, I believe. Let me see. That. Friday, Saturday. We got so many jokes. Let me Saturday. double check quickly for you. Saturday. Uh, so April the 1st, yeah, it's, it's Friday. All right. Saturday, April 2nd at 3 p.m. We have GCW for Culture, Game Changer, Game Changer Wrestling. That event is going to go in. We have the Hitmakers, formerly known as WWE's Hit Row. Hit Row. 
Yeah, we so got them boys. That's gonna be. We sick. got them boys. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna be nice. And and I, I think mutual respect is given on both sides. But a lot of a lot of things that people don't know is sometimes the matches that have two teams or two beings that respect each other are the hardest hitting ones because neither of us are taking each other lightly. Mm-hmm. And we know that someone might have to die. And no one and wants to lose. No one wants to lose. <laughs> and, and, and guess what? Any, anybody else would be like, oh, dang, man, we got to get ready for this. No, we thrive in this. We thrive in this. So we told we told Frank, we told Frank, a.k.a. Top Dollar from back then, you know, we, we told Brandon, we said, listen, y'all bring y'all's A game because we definitely going to bring it. And we know they're going to bring it. So that's what's exciting about it. But that's going to happen on April the 2nd, Saturday, April the 2nd, right there in Dallas, Texas. Mm, is that for that's the coach? Yeah, for the coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do it. We're gonna that's do good. it up 3 p.m. That's gonna and, be sick, uh, so so that that's the big one. But we we have a we have a couple of things happening. Also, Shane is gonna be uh fighting also on Saturday. Now that's not gonna be for GCW, that's gonna be for GCWA. That's gonna happen in Arlington, Texas. So about 20, 25 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also he's also gonna be uh fighting at VIP wrestling. That's going to be on Sunday, April 3rd, 11.59 p.m. bail time. So you can't complain about Mania and everything like that. No, nah, you can hit that come over there to enjoy that. Man, Mania. you can forget about Mania. With what's been yeah, around. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of other things to watch. Better than Mania. Mario, we, we, we've, we've had people to hit us up and say, listen, we weren't going to come to this, but we bought our ticket all because of that GCW match match this set up. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try I'm going to try to share it. I'm going to try to share it on my uh, – I, I shared it on Twitter. I'm going to try to share it on my Instagram. But uh, – for- Frank, Frank was live, uh, formerly known as Top Dollar. He was live on uh, one of the social media apps, and we, we were chopping it up. And I, I told him, I said, pretty much, your boys versus my boys, you know, ST, STP versus y'all. And he said, that's money right there. I think that's he's money. misunderstood, by the way. He gets a yeah, lot of flack he, online. Hey, hey hi, highly misunderstood, man. Very so misunderstood. That, that's, that's, been, that's been our whole thing with STP, you know, continue to keep growing and, and, and showing yeah. our worth. So if, if nothing else screams, Hashtag Black Wrestling Draws. It will be on April the 2nd, Saturday at 3 p.m. bell time, GCW. And we're going to see who's going to have their hand held raised and the fist held up high by the end of the night. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Now, it's going to be sick, man. It's going to be sick. Um, One last question. And it doesn't have to be wrestling, but I think you're going to like this as because of your role in STV. Yeah. If you can recruit one member, dead or alive, Past or present, historical, anyone can be music, anyone that just pops into your mind first thing and will benefit Shane Taylor Promotions. Who would you pick? Who would you recruit? The Rock. Hey, what? You both love The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting tweeted. He's like like a kid. Hey, 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 listen, listen, we got, we got it. We got it. We got to go with our boy. The rock. I mean, the no, 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 that's, that's my, that's my safe bet. That's, that's my safe bet. Only because the reason why I won't name people on the Indies, because I'm not trying to give up any modes. Now I will tell you this. We always keep our eyes open. Yeah. We're talking, we're, we're, we're communicating about a few people that, that will be continuing to grow down the road, but we're not going to mm-hmm. give it up. So for the safe bet, 
I'm going to say to Rock. Now, Rock, if you do want to jump on, you know, I'm saying you for a second, but if you do want to jump on, you know how you, you can holler. Uh, I mean, you, I, can, I, can text, I can text Dwayne for you if you want me and Dwayne like that. We're homies. Yeah, yeah. T- text him up. Like, listen. I mean, it's no problem. You will me. Man. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll keep dreaming. There is one group I would like. I don't know if, you, if you're aware of them. Culture Inc. Um, they're on they're on the scene um, in in the uh, in USA. Uh, I had uh, Malik Basidi on the show before. He's uh, the tag team champions of Reality Wrestling. If you yep. keep an eye out as well, I think they've mentioned uh, about facing you guys as well. So uh, you know the money match as well there. So just there, there's uh, there's a I'll, I'll tell you this. there's a there's a lot of targets on on our on our back so we we appreciate that man we got hit up from uh from a lot of people we had uh we had sat hit us up you know some some of the rohogs you know trying to call us out on on twitter uh that's cool we can run it you know what i'm saying i think it's uh, when they it's when they stop mentioning it. it's when you should be worried yeah that, right right listen like like listen if i if i get if i get dinged on twitter because somebody's setting us up like hey you hey we try <laughs> we try hey that means we got to be doing something right compliment in a way yeah, hey, that's a that's a compliment to us. So you know we we're we're, we're all we're all about knocking knocking heads and taking names in. So whoever wants some, there's a call to action right now. Whoever wants some, hit us up. We don't discriminate. These hands is rated E for everybody. We don't discriminate. So hit us up, and then we we can see if we can bring STP to y'all, man. For anyone that wants to hit you up, and even the listeners out there that do want to find you on social media, where can they hit you up? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you already said George, man, TikTok. Hit me up at the Rev Ron Hunt. You can hit me up there. That's where you find all of my social media. It's the same handle at the Rev Ron Hunt. Uh, if you guys are looking to get connected with us in any way, shape, or form, rather that shows, movies, TV shows, and yes, we're doing all the acting stuff too. Got some big stuff hopefully in the making. Uh, make sure to send us an email. It's Shane Taylor Promotions LLC at gmail.com we'll make sure to get back to you hopefully within about 24 hours or less awesome my man i'm gonna put the details in the description below in case no one had a pen and paper um and also because obviously i want uh you know people with many people to reach out to you as well and i want to thank you for coming on it's been a fucking blast I've really Thanks enjoyed it me, man. man it's been it's been an absolute blessing i know it took us a while to get here but i think the time <laughs> What a great time! I tweeted as well. I mean, my mate like Ben Bishop. He's like, "Yep." Yeah. I was like, "Wait, the, it gotta get better timing." Um, yeah, I, I love, I love, I love you double check. I said, "Bro, we good. We we keep rolling, man." Ah, uh, it's good, man. It's good. But there is one person I want to shout out. By the way, um, he's actually stopped doing podcasts now. Uh, Chris, he's from my rest. It's my wrestling podcast. Absolutely, absolutely loved you guys. And he said that you were one of his best guests. Ever. I don't have to say this on the air, on recording. I don't have to. It's just like, like he, one of the reasons that got me excited for this interview. Um, I think because when we did, I actually forgot he interviewed you. And then whilst I was like, oh, sweet. He's like, mate, you're going to well enjoy it. And I have. I absolutely have, my man. That's an, that's an honor, brother. Man, hey, hey, we do, honestly, we do what we do for the people. And I think a lot of people, uh, if I could just say this real quick, a lot of people sometimes get it mis, mis, uh, you know, misconceived when we say, you know, we're for the culture and we're for the people. And people are like, well, what does that mean? That's not for people like me. No, it's for everybody. It's, it's for everybody because we're a representative of naturally what society might not look at us in a certain light. We're the representative of, show, of showing society uh, what they are missing. And a lot of people fall within that bracket, no matter if you're, you know, black, white, yellow, Asian, uh, straight, gay, no matter what your pronouns are, we all fall in some type of bracket where we're misunderstood. Mm. So the fact that we can be a representative to say, although you might be 
uh, misunderstood by a majority, you still have a way of being 100% yourself and showing who you are yeah. and allowing people to know the value that's behind you. So for, for those who might not understand who who's the people that when we use hashtag for the people, you're the people. We can't do what we do without you. The reason that we are climbing the way that we're doing, if you check through all social media of the mm. buzz, is from the people. So, so that that's that's why we do what we do. That that's what fuels us for us to for 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 us to motivate someone that was sitting in a seat once like us watching pro wrestling, saying just make this difference, is, just this have is one moving. person. Just if we, if we can move one person, and then I'll be taking one five person years, follow and then you'll say, oh, you know. Ron, yeah, it was like it was because of the rev. It was because it's of the chain trailer. reaction. It's the chain reaction to giving back. So that, that's why we do what we do. That's why we're for the people. No, absolutely, man. And I think like diversity is quite important. I mean, I try not to get too so I would say political. I, I, I say just I think that's one thing I liked. I think it was uh, Shane Taylor's talking about the uh, yeah. Ring of Honor. Um, you know how he desperately wanted to be. Um, you know, I think it was like a second or third black champion as yeah. well and just sort of just wants a bit more diversity which I think when you all had that moment that final battle and I think it's it's, it's you know imprinted everyone's mind now because the photo you know it's so cool that was yeah that that would that I'm, I'm actually glad you you brought that up and if I, if I wasn't have, having a uh, long sleeves I'll be able to tell you the goosebumps is kind of building all it builds every time I talk about this because mm. uh that that was a moment that uh, we we didn't tell product, production about it. We didn't want it to be a showcase. We were really? an authentic moment. They 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 didn't know that we were going to do that at the end. Actually, oh, wow. they didn't know that we were going to feel the ring at the end. Um, but we wanted that to be. We we were in the mindset of is if this is our last time with all of us entering together, we want this picture to show that. And even after that match, when when uh, when Kenny King and, and Shane Taylor. Uh, you know, they they shook hands and they connected in brotherhood. Yeah. We wanted that universal message to scream worldwide. No matter what you go through, no matter how many times you uh, fight and our friends are fighting our friends, at the end of the day, we are all our brother's keeper. And mm -hmm. we can all do this thing through unification together. And, and we are always together. Despite We're issues. always together, no matter what, in spite of our issues. That's what family does. We fight. And then we're like, yeah. oh man, we sorry about that, man. Yeah. You know, we fight some more. Oh man, that that's that's what we do. But it doesn't it doesn't make who you are. And and just because you are, just because you are vocal about something, uh, just because that that you know uh, you, you stand your ground on something and you're true mm -hmm. to yourself, it doesn't mean you're a troublemaker. It just yeah. means that you're causing good trouble. And good trouble makes change. The reaction was great. Besides one dickhead, uh, I, I don't know the guy's <laughs> username. It got it got called out rightfully so. I yeah. mean, besides that one dickhead, the reaction yep. was great. I think I shared it. It was just like it's one of those moments, and the fact that I didn't know that it had been planned. Oh, it, 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 it was, wasn't it was planned. Not, Sorry, it was it was not it was not planned at all. And I was going to say, you know, was there any reaction? But I bet they were just like, do you know what? It was worth it that we didn't we didn't. Know. Yeah, there, <laughs> there there wasn't there wasn't any um there there wasn't any back backstage uh, discrepancy or, or no, no about it. Or anything, no. no, no. I, I think the only thing that I believe, and I think we were all unified in this that that we did one. Um, for, for the people that was live, we're very fortunate many people were able to get pictures of that. So people that are watching from at home, they were able to see what happened. Cool. Uh, but, but the fact that it was kind of cut from the pay-per-view, uh, you know, they kind of had to go to a, to a, to a editing. Yeah, it was, like, of, it was a literally on your for like three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was there for a few, but then as soon as we hit that, that main pose, we're like, ah, yeah. but the fact that it was captured in picture, yeah. uh, it, it's always said, you know, uh, you know, 
just a picture speaks a thousand words, you know. So the fact that that's a part of history and one person that the picture is still out there. It's yeah, the picture still out there. As a matter of fact, one of the people that was front row, uh, he he actually tweeted out. He said, "I, I wish that I could if I if I can get this printed." And have everyone sign it. I want to hang this up in my living room for, for my son. That'd be seat. sick. And That'd be cool. That 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 meant the world to us, man. That that's yeah. that's history, right? It's not about the matches. It's about the moments that are created in the sport. And and that and, and that, that his son is always going to say it in the front yeah. room, wherever it's happening. Absolutely. Out. Nah, that's sick, man. I mean, if anyone that hasn't seen it, it's on Twitter. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, just for final battle. Just yeah, it's it's out there. Just look for it and just. Ignore that one dickhead guy. He did get called out, and I enjoy that. Yeah, it's, it's always good when a racist gets exposed. Great, it happens every, <laughs> every, every day. It doesn't. It doesn't surprise us. It just motivates us and nah. improves our point why we do what we do. Just, I'd love, to, I'd love for you to try that in person. That's, yeah, but we won't give <laughs> him any more. Too many keyboard, too many keyboard warriors. Damn right, my man. Fuck him, fuck him. But right. uh, Bron Rev. So okay, I think I, might, I just keep call you Rev. I don't think how many people call you Rev. By the way, just that curiosity. Pretty much anyone that knows me in wrestling, they don't even call me Ron anymore. A lot of them just call me Rev. I either get Rev or Ron. Oh, know wicked! So I, I thought yeah, I, I was so, like, oh, should I just think called him Ron? I was just in the back of my head. Like, every everybody everybody calls me just Rev for short. So you 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 awesome. spot on, brother. Awesome, my man. Um, thank you for coming on. Been an absolute blast. We've had also some such and subjects as well to talk about, but in general, Tara Banks. That's the first. Yeah, privacy. That was the first. We won't talk about it too much, but. It is what it is. But everyone that's listened to this episode, um, there's going to be more episodes of What You Call It podcast coming out very soon. But for now, everyone, have a good weekend because this has been recorded on Thursday and should be coming out tomorrow, Friday, maybe. Depends what works like. But I'm just rambling on. But for now, everyone, stay safe. Hello there. I've got a special announcement for my next guest. Hey, this is Vita Von Starr, and you're watching What Do You Call It Podcast. Yeah. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com.